how I was born okay. was not the conventional way. Okay. My mother was molested by her stepfather at the age of 14, wow. which produced me. Hmm. So to be told, well, this is you, mm. that's uncomfortable. When you battle in fear, mm -hmm. fear to do something that you know you have the ability to do, you, you self-sabotage. Mm. Fear calls you to self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm very acquainted with self-sabotaging. Where... That fear, because somebody's there right now. They know this is big. They know that this is going to change lives. They know that this is what they're assigned, they're called, what they got to do and do. But they were, I, I, I need to, I, I'd rather be hidden okay. than face this level of rejection. How do I move forward? How do I overcome this? So the first thing, I think the easy thing, the easy answer. Easy. The easy answer uh -huh. is I must. Welcome to the Elevate It podcast, where we interview leaders who are going after their it. Now, if you have watched the, our last episode, uh, you may remember what it stands for. It's a, uh, it's a synonym that stands for, no, is that synonym? Is that what you say? Is that right? Not a synonym. It's a acronym. Thank you. See? All around. It's mm. an acronym. Uh, it's an acronym and it stands for inner tugging. Okay. So put that in the comment section. If you are watching on YouTube, inner tugging. All right. And we all have one. We all have an inner tugging and here to share their it, their inner tugging, their passion, their purpose with us today. We have in the studio. All right. I hear, I hear like the applause building up. You don't hear the, the applause, right? I'm, I'm going to go in, right? A prophet, mm, mm. a pastor, an entrepreneur, a spiritual brother of mine. Larry Saunders is in the studio with us. <sighs> mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, no. How no. are you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, it's an honor to be here with you um, for our Elevate It podcast. This is awesome. I mm -hmm. uh, love what you're doing. And uh, I appreciate just the opportunity to be a part of this yeah. uh, as well. So, yeah, man, we're ready. We're ready to go. Well, I'm not done bragging on you. So I appreciate you guys. So I'm going to go back to that part now. Okay. So <laughs> oh, man. Listen, y'all. So, um, so, so Larry knows the voice and the leading of God. Um, he has spoken into my life as well as my wife's life, our business, our ministry, um, and given very timely and accurate words. Um, I will never forget. Um, right in the beginning of the pandemic, you gave us a word uh, pretty much about um, increase of income and also um, a contract that will be coming. And so um, we we coach relationships, we coach leaders, and there's also an area of um, we have a, a business that deals with the area of marketing and, and communications. And so within three days, y'all, remember I said accurate and timely, like within three days, uh, we had our highest paying client that came through. And um, so when I'm telling y'all, like, I don't play, right? When, you, when, when, somebody, when, when he says, you know, this is what the Lord is saying and, 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 and revealing those things. And so I uh, want to say, first off, thank you for being here with us for the Elevate It podcast. Um, but also thank you for being uh, a spiritual brother in my life to help me be 
what we see as of right now. So thank you for that. Oh, it's an honor. It's a privilege. Um, I appreciate it is um, for me when the Lord strategically connects you with not just like minded individuals, spiritually minded individuals, but individuals that are on an assignment for kingdom growth. Um, we've known each other going on five years now. Um, and when we met, I was sitting under you and your wife's ministry and you were pouring <laughs> into us. Uh, and we were a part of a panel, uh, a discussion. Um, but the Lord had, I did not know at that moment that the Lord was orchestrating a connection, a divine connection to where you would allow me to mentor you in the prophetic mm -hmm. and you would secretly coach me mm. as well. Um, um, because I can honestly say I have not, and I have to be transparent, I have not begun writing, but you have been secretly coaching me to get me to the place to do it. Yeah. Um, that has been something that has, I, I know it's something I have to embrace, uh, but you have just been dripping on me, uh, and doing that. And, 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 and our covenant, um, is like none other. Uh, that I can, I, I, I don't even want to just share different things, but our, our covenant is like none other. When you have that kind of, I can, for those that are, are listening in, to have that comparison, mm -hmm. it is it is uh, a, a typology or similitude of what David and Jonathan have. Mm -hmm. And you recognize when you have that kind of covenant with someone to where Jonathan gave up what was his right to have to give it to who was anointed to have it. Yeah. And so I appreciate that, 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 that connection that we have as well. And it is a truly honor to hear, to be here with you, your podcast, mm -hmm. with your family, <laughs> all that you're doing, man. Yeah. This is, this is exciting. This wow. is wonderful. Wow. So I, I mean, just to be clear, right? So you're basically saying that you're committing to writing a book that you've been wanting to book. I mean, we're, I mean, this, this is all over the world. That's the, yeah. So I, yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm hearing clearly that you're saying you're committing that. It's not out right now, but there is a book that's going to come because there's a book that's inside. We're going to get it done. Because there's a story. There's a story. That we may hear a little bit about. Yeah. That, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just yeah. as long as that's yeah. not. Y'all heard that too, yeah. right? Everybody? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we're good with that. All right. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get to a point where uh, you're told redundantly mm. that it's in you and it's got to come out of you. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, when you battle in fear, mm -hmm. fear to do something that you know, you have the ability to do, you, you self-sabotage mm -hmm. fear calls you to self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm very acquainted with self-sabotaging to where I will start something and will purposely derail myself mm -hmm. Okay, that I have it. I have all, I have everything that I need to put this book together. Mm -hmm. I have it. It's within you. It's around you. You had the connections. But I'm afraid to put it together. Because okay. once I put it together, once I commit and put it together and put it out there, now it's out there and I'm afraid it won't be received. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Because mm -hmm. I'm not a Jake's. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Christian or, or a Lanisha Johnson. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not a Juanita Bidem. I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not a Rob Parsley. Uh, I'm not a George Bloomer. I'm none of these people. Who am I? Mm -hmm. 
to write a book. Yet I know others that have written books that are not these individuals, but it's like, oh, it's different for them. No, no, no. Okay. No. Fear to do it. Um, and I've been, most of my life, I've been afraid. And I have have not embraced or have not taken the time to embrace fully many things that the Lord is like, well, I'm not going to take it away from you mm-hmm. because my word can't come back to me void. Wow. Well, let, let's let's go there real quick because you've mentioned fear a couple a couple of times, um, and so I've and and I do mean that like by the area of the man of God that you are, the word, um, like I said in the area, your entrepreneur. We'll get into that as well. Like there's some great things that God has used you. You've been able to operate in places, speak in places, train in places that not many people are invited into, okay? But you're going from that area and that aspect of talking about that fear, right? So when you're dealing with the area of that fear, let's go back, not to like the prophet now, mm-hmm. let's not go back to, uh, you know, everything that you've done with the pastor now and, and mm-hmm. the successful business that you have mm-hmm. now. Let's go back to at the beginning. Yeah. So when you first acknowledging that there's a prophetic call or first acknowledging the area of, of business, how long have you been in business? Uh, it's going on, Lord, uh, 16 years now. Okay, 16 years. And what is that business for? So I'm a computer software uh, trainer. Okay. Computer software trainer. So I do three very basic levels of computer software training, standard desktop application. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like your Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Yeah. Um, and then there's soft skills. So there's like project management, coaching, leadership. Uh, and then there's proprietary. So proprietary or more customized or um, intellectual property systems. Maybe someone bought, buy something off the shelf, customize it. I come in, learn the business process, uh, learn the software and teach it to their uh, community of, uh, of users. Cool. So we got that on the business side and the ministry side. And you're talking about an area of, of fear. Yeah. So you, you had to overcome some things before you overcome I mean, where where did this come from? Who who's share with us who Larry is at the beginning of this? Beginning of business, beginning of ministry. Who is Larry? So let's do the business. Okay. 2006. Lord speaks to me before the end of 2006. Now I'm young, young in ministry, still growing in the prophetic. Uh, having those challenges, those identity crisis, crisis challenges, the, you know, the dysfunctional challenges, but, you know, spending that intimate time, that's going to be a key, key factor we're going to talk about in terms of steps. I know you want to talk about steps a little bit later. That intimate time with him um, was, was strategic. Lord speaks to me and says, I need you to transition from full time to contractor. And full time, a full time employee okay. to becoming a contractor. Okay. I knew exactly what that meant. Having a conversation with the general manager of the franchise that I've been working at for nine years. Mm-hmm. The Lord is blessed. I was the last instructor. Mm-hmm. I came in three years, came in in the third year of this franchise. I was the only African American on this franchise and was the last instructor for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to have the conversation. Because that meant leaving a place of comfort. comfort. I knew you was going there. <laughs> okay. Recognizing, ha- having the ability to recognize when the favor 
you've received in the current place has stopped. Mm. And and hearing God say, I need you to go to the next place. Okay. I don't want, okay. So there's an incident that happens immediately. Like we're not six months into 2007. We're in the first week of 2007, okay? There's an incident that happened, left a really bad taste in my mouth. This is something about the father. The taste was so bad that even if I had a weak moment to try to go back, couldn't go back. Couldn't go back. Mm -hmm. First three months, um, I'm doing desktop support services for home users. So I have, I have a basic IT understanding, software understanding, you know, uh, hardware repair, things like that. Basic understanding of those kinds of things. So I'm supporting like 50, 60 home users. And I'm not nearly making any kind of money to uh, that I was making when I was full time. Mm. Yet I have a wife over here that's totally supportive. Mm. Shout out to Doretta. We love you. Wife is totally <laughs> supportive. And and here just to throw this in, well Lord, you know, okay, you call me up, what about my wife? And 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 then and and then she comes, the Lord brings her to me and says, I think it's time for you to come off the job. What? Yeah. Like, really, you just, you're going to remove what I bought to you as a crutch. You're just going to remove that immediately. Mm. I think it's time for you to, yeah, it's time for you, I think it's time for you to transition. And while, and while we're challenged and struggling, she's not giving me any, any grief. Mm. She's not putting any stress on me. The stress I'm putting on me is the stress that I'm putting on myself because I want to do what is comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Am I talking okay? Yeah, you're talking real good. You're talking real good. That's good. That so for the for for the first year, yeah, it's challenging, mm -hmm. and this is what he spoke to me while I'm sitting in front of the computer, uh, trying to find full time jobs that I'm qualified for and not getting a call back, no call back. Mm -hmm. I am your source. Everything else is a resource, mm -hmm. and even when resources are scarce, doesn't mean the source is not working. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's good. So you're married. At that time, you have children. You have three kids living in the house. Three, three kids small kids living in the house. Okay, so the challenges are there. Um, you've had some fear that hit you. So why keep going? Like, you know, like because that fear hits, right? It hits. But you know, but you kept you kept going. There, there's a there's a movement. Kristen, that happens, I believe, that happens inside of us that sometimes that even we can't control. Okay. I mean, I know that probably sounds weird or mystical, mm -hmm. but you said why, and it's 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 like I sat there in tears. No money. Old money for work that I did. A food in the house. But wife is like, it'll be okay. God's mm -hmm. got us. And I'm thinking, like, as a man, as a man, a natural man, yeah. I'm not, it seems like if the comparative folks was to come in like, well, you're not doing what a man is supposed to do. Like, where's the money? You're supposed to get out there, get a job, do something. And I'm following what the Lord says, do. And it, this ain't adding up. Right. So I got this anxiety. Like, even now, like, I can feel the tears wanting to come because it's like I'm sitting there at the computer. And it's like, Lord, what do what am I going to do? It's like, yeah, that's the problem. You think you got to do this. I told you to do this. So why are you not talking to me? Wow. Wow. 
Why are you not talking to me? And as soon as I surrender and say, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Now, now I can direct you because now you've asked me what I want you to do because I'm the one that called you all. I'm the one that called you. You didn't call yourself. I'm the one that called you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, let me jump in there. All right? Okay. Because so, we've identified, you know, your profit and different things like that. So, I mean, somebody's watching. They don't operate the way you operate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, they might not be hearing God in that way or it's, you know. Uh, and, 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 and all that. So again, like how, how does one operate from that place? So somebody also like if we, myself, yeah. Lanisha, we've been in that posture and place and entrepreneurship of like leaving full time to go and do this. It's a scary journey. Yeah. It can be, you know, yeah. it can be a struggle and different things like that. So, and I get what you're saying. Like I heard from God, you know, God is, is, is one and, and, and coming from that area. But how, how do you navigate through that journey? How do you get to a place of either hearing God or I also hear too the area of support because it wasn't just God speaking to you. There yeah. had to be a level of support through your wife. Yes. And, and God hearing, uh, speaking and hearing or that inner tugging right. to help get to that particular level. So I'm just saying like, I know from your perspective what that is, mm -hmm. but somebody else is like, well, I mean, I don't hear God like that. So do you believe? Okay. Let's just say it like that. Okay. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. By the way, if y'all can't tell, he loves movies. <laughs> Father's shot. They're trying to go for the Holy Grail. They get to where it's at. But you got you to gotta follow these. You got to get through these booby traps. Father gets shot. Forces Indy to have to go through the booby traps. First one is penitent man. I got to kneel. I have to be willing to humble myself, right? It sounds sounds spiritual, but at, at the point that I've got to be willing to abandon what I feel, what I think in this moment, and I got to be willing to believe, so kneeling, so I don't get my head chopped off. Mm -hmm. Then he goes through and he has to walk on the name of God. But he recognizes that, I believe in the Latin, Jehovah begins with an I. So he goes to step on the J and almost falls through. Mm -hmm. That that's meaningful to me because what I think I know is not really what I should be doing sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so where I oh that it, oh God's name Jay no oh, almost no 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 I was like no sometimes I'll have you do things that are completely contrary to what the structure says you should be doing. Mm -hmm. it means you got to be willing to go way out. It means you got to walk in a different way. Mm -hmm. Oh, explain that. You, you can't can't you, you try to move too quick. Slow, slow, slow he thought. That he had the name of God, Jehovah. Mm -hmm. He thought J. He mm -hmm. immediately jumped on J because that's what he knew. Mm -hmm. But he had to remember this is different. This is a different language. Mm -hmm. What you're doing sometimes is not in the same language that everybody else is doing it. This is a whole different language. In the Latin, Jehovah began with an I. Mm -hmm. So now he ha he had to recall that. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, now I got to step in a different direction. I got to go in a whole different direction. Here's the final thing. He has to walk across to get to another chasm. He has to take a leap of faith. And he's standing there looking across and thinking, nobody can jump that. I can't jump from there to over there. Yeah. Not recognizing that there is a path that he can't see. Mm -hmm. And I have to be willing to take that leap of faith. I have to be willing to step down onto a path that I can't see. Now, I, all right. So faith, I get that. That's good. Okay. But can I have faith and still have doubt or faith and fear? 
I mean, we've been in some of those positions and places where it's like, look, all right, I know, like, I have faith. And there I almost seems a coexistence, right? I'm sorry. No, they're almost saying I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Okay. I'm walking with you because you get a call from contracting organization that says we, we're about to win this bid. Mm-hmm. Do you have any wealth management experience? Mm-hmm. Just some basic. Okay, well, we could deal with that. You've been in business environments before. Mm-hmm. You're one of our top trainers. We'll just we'll put you out there. And you're thinking, don't put me out there. This is if it's up to me for you to win the bid, put some other folks out there. Mm-hmm. I ended up being on an assignment to where I had no wealth management experience for four years. Yeah. Yeah. And grew. Yeah. They we started out with five hundred trainers, Christian. By the time I left the assignment, we were down to sixty six. Wow. Wow. Somebody that had no experience in the beginning lasts for a long time. So even when we're talking about the aspect of what you said, that's very cha- that's very challenging because someone can believe, but yet I still got fear. Yeah, yeah. I, every day, I've got to overcome my fear with the faith that I have. Okay. Which means that as long as as long as I can believe, I can deal with what I'm afraid of. I know that sounds really weird. Mm-hmm. I walk into the office every day having to do something where in my mind, I know I don't even have the level of experience to do. Mm-hmm. But because God has given me an ability to absorb information, mm-hmm. he's given me a personality to convey information, and he allows me to really give it, allows me to take that information and understand it on such a basic level. Mm. Wow. So <clears throat> I, I love what I'm hearing because it makes me think too, because I mean, I've I've preached the sermons, I've heard the sermons. I only believe in the scripture; it's there. I'm not speaking against that. Um, but sometimes you're just not there at the place of the only belief. Sometimes you have the faith. You're at that that Peter at that place where you I got faith to get in out the boat and doing what I need to go ahead and do. But then I'm looking at the storm and I'm sinking. And it sounds like even if you are dealing with the area of the fear, still move right, like still go toward the area elevate like elevate where you are feeling and operating don't let the fear keep you from moving forward anybody right. who knows my personal story knows that i've dealt with anxiety and i always would say to to lanisha i would say i, I i'm dealing with the area of anxiety first off everybody has anxiety a mm-hmm. level of anxiety but i'm mm-hmm. talking about the area of you know like a disorder of kind of but it, it it slowed me down but i refused to allow it to stop me yeah and so I think that, and, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, but the area of even fear, right? We say false evidence that appears real. Real. Everything that I was fearful, worried, or anxious about, it never came to pass the way that I envisioned or that I was concerned about it, right? Mm-hmm. So why not continue to move forward? That can be a hindrance, a lower level of thinking that can keep us from moving forward in those things that we're desiring to go ahead and do. So is it the enemy or is it the inner me that's operating from that place of lowness that is uh, 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 agreeing with what culture and fear and other things like that? Because maybe we're at a place, I don't know about, well, I do know, but they don't know an area of of how many entrepreneurs are in your family line, you know, or how, you know, where you you defer to schooling, so forth and so on. So sometimes when we're the first partakers, when we're the the Peters, that the water walkers, we're the up and coming leaders. We're ones that are called to go above and beyond to that different level. It calls for us to move differently and still deal with those 
those inner tuggings, right, mm-hmm. to move forward. But I think the faith has to be a greater measure. It has to be a place of submitting to God and being at that place and that posture <laughs> to move forward that my faith will drive me uh, uh, stronger. It will equip me and take me to that place. Uh, that has to be stronger than any fear. My faith right. has to be greater. And the greater, the more I operate in that level of faith, like the less and less that fear hold can come from there, then we can just release that thing and move forward. How am I talking? You're you talking real good. Uh, <laughs> I sit here just laughing because it dropped in, into my spirit. Um, the point where Paul says, I find that there's another law in my flesh. Okay. It's a law of sin and death. Not to go, not to go that way, but to use it as a, a point of just connection mm-hmm. to the conversation. Mm-hmm. I recognize that there is something within me, my it, mm-hmm. the inner tugging within me is pulling me. But also there's another tugging that says, don't do that. And I'm insistent to its constant demand. So Paul says, he says, I got this spiritual thing. The thing that I'm supposed to do, I'm not doing. Yeah. The thing that I sh- shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. I'm forever doing. And I find I've got two laws. I got, a, I got this inner tugging that's in me, this, this, this belief that I can climb this mountain. And this inner talking says, well, what happens while you're climbing? That's good. That's good. What do you, what do, you do when there's a, when there was a, a gust of wind that blows and you haven't secured your cable yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you slip mm-hmm. and you're dangling? But in, it, the inner tugging says, keep climbing. Yeah. You can fix that. Mm-hmm. You've been trained. Everything that's within you, you can deal with every situation. I've given you love, power, sound mind, and give you fear. I gave you love, power, and a sound mind. But so fear is something, as you said, right? I like that. Say, say that False again. False evidence appearing real. Okay. So I've, I've, and here, here's, here's, here, I think here's the trick of it. It's real to us. Sure. I just slipped. Oh my God. I'm, I'm barely hanging on. Okay. All right. And now it's like, if I lose my grip, I'm going to die. Cannot, I got it. Okay, get it. But what you, what we have to do is arrest, arrest this. Okay, I'm in this situation. I need to arrest my anxiety. I need to arrest the fear. I need to arrest. Yeah. I need to. Okay, I need to go to my training. Yeah. I need to go to my that inner tugging and pull, okay, what I got to do? Okay, get your foot. Put your, put your foot. Okay, all right. Okay, good. right now, now do this. Okay, next thing, next thing. Before we know it, we're out of a situation that we thought. Was going to kill us. Mm. We thought. Yeah. I thought rejection was going to kill me. I thought fear was going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I thought it. Truth be told, at fifty six, I still think it today. Mm. But it's not as much as I did when I was twenty six. Wow. wow, that's good. That's good, and it's real. Like that's practical. That's real. For us to process those things, to understand those things, to have that journey, um, to realize that everybody's story is different, but we can get to that victorious side as we're continuing to learn, continuing to move, continuing to hear, to continue to feel, continue to have community as well. Yeah. Right? I know you've had mentors in your life. I know you've had support in your life. You're not just this area where I'm just going by 
by myself, so to speak, right? Yeah. When you have that inner tugging, that area, and you've had to have people to walk with you to understand the area of the prophetic or the business side. I think you still sit mm-hmm. with a mentor on a regular basis yes. pertaining to that, yes. right? So what's the value of having mentors and people in your life? Like, yes, we have God, but what is the value of also having uh, people who operate uh, with God? So during, during that first year of learning business, go to school and take a business administration class. This was complete on the job training. Mm-hmm. Um, through another home user I met who is my current business mentor. So we've known each other since 2007, 2008. So mm-hmm. we're talking about 15 years mm-hmm. that we've known each other. So we connect, he, and he is he's in the heating and AC business. He's been doing it. It's a family business. He's been doing it for 25, 30 years. Knows his stuff. So he's working out of a home office. So he wants all of his IT stuff to be in sync. So I told him the kinds of things that I do. He says, all right, this is what I want. Got it together. Did the invoice. Handed him the invoice. He looks at it. He hands it back. And I, I just immediately I'm thinking, oh, I charge too much. or that's what I thought. I didn't think that I overcharged him. I didn't, I, you know, or not, I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking. I overcharged him. You know, do it right. Such a, he said, you need to look at that. <laughs> so I took it back, showed it to the rest. He said, what did you do? I said, well, I did this. He said, well, yeah, I, I'd give it back too. Like, and it, you have to be grateful that he gave it back because you didn't really charge him for the value of what you did. Mm-hmm. There it goes. And I was like, and and I tell this story often, and it makes it makes me teary eyed. Um, but to understand your own value when you don't understand it, yeah. The mentor helps you to helps you to understand, understand. your value. You you it's a good storyteller. You see how you you built it up to get from there. I was like, where are you going with this? So I like it. You you brought that thing back around. You it's, it's, so, the, it's so the, the preacher in him, y'all. So so the redder helps me do the invoice. Yeah. And I handed it back. Next day, handed it back. He says, "That's better. Better." So that's better. That's better. He says, "You have to know what your value is." That's so good. That's so good. You don't overcharge people, but you don't undercharge. You find okay. You have to know what your value is. You have to know what your value is. And here I am doing something that I hadn't even discovered what the value of it was. When you understand your your it, your inner tugging, like you have to value that. You got to see what that is. I can't tell you how many times myself or Lanisha dealing with uh, our value and her. She has more of the product side pertaining mm-hmm. to that. And, and for me, I make majority of my money from, I tell people from like the, from the waist up. I mean, mm-hmm. like God uses me in this particular level. And I used to struggle at point in time of, well, how do I charge somebody for this? I'm not coming in there and typing this up and giving it's 
what I have as I'm coaching and as I'm speaking. Then I started to realize, well, made it, wait a minute, that information I gave you saved not only your marriage and relationship kept you. If you would have got that divorce, that would have been a whole different level. Alimony, all that type of stuff. Mm. Releasing words and strategies that I had a, 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 a client gave them a word the ne within his, his next day or two. It was like seven checks they received. I said, that's value. If I could give her a level of that. So listen, when he says like, know your value, like, you know, your value, right? And, 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 and don't just leave that to other people. You get the right people in place. They can help that unfold and develop, right? But you got to know the area of value. And that's not just an area of just, just being and knowing also. Sometimes you got to research that. You got to look in the area of business to know what what, what's out there, right? Um, um, uh, uh, what are the other people in your market and in your place? What are they? What are they charging? What do you have to offer? Is it uh, sometimes it's not a degree? Sometimes it is a level of degree. Sometimes it's the area of being certified in this particular. Sometimes it's your experience and what you've been doing. Then you know that with God stamping that and you're moving forward. Like, come on, somebody. Like, can I think I some. Story? Hold on, real quick. <laughs> yes, you can. But sometimes. It's the area of us not knowing our value. We're praying for things. We're asking God for things. And we're at like, Lord, would you bless me? And would you do this? Would you do that? And he's just simply saying, you don't know your value yet. Like, like you wouldn't be asking me for this if you knew your value. If you knew your value, you wow. wouldn't be at a I, place of donation. Wow. If you knew your value, you wow. wouldn't be operating at that place. You're asking for me to do something because you don't know that you can elevate it. You don't know that your inner tugging is at a place where it will provide because I've given that to you. So know your value and you won't have those financial situations. Know your mm. value and you will have ownership. Now I'm done. Now back, back to our really, no, really scheduled program. Oh, gosh. Wow. So... I've been teaching, I've been doing computer software training for just over 25 years. Just over 25 years. Just, just two months. So part of, <laughs> so part of that, uh, I've had the opportunity to teach project management. As I sh started growing in that, uh, certifications became just like a, a big deal. So in order to add value to my training, I wanted to get a certification. Talk about disobedience and allowing fear. I decided to get the entry level certification, which was a certified associate in project management. Mm -hmm. I thought that would be enough in terms. That's what I thought mm -hmm. in, in, in terms of just the connection, just everything you said yeah. would not be asking if I knew the value that was so powerful. Ooh. So my, so my asking is not asking. My asking is not asking. At the point that I understand value, I'm, what I'm asking, well, let's say it this way. What I'm asking is not for something or is to be shown something. Okay. Show me what the value of this is. Teach me value. Right? So they, they say when they, they have the individuals working in the industry of counterfeit, they never touch a counterfeit. They touch the real thing. Wow. The more I understand the real thing, I know a counterfeit when I see it. Because I've I've got intimacy with the real thing. Yeah. So as long as I have that intimacy with value, then I then I, I am very very specific on what I ask for. Right? If that makes sense. So the Lord's telling me what to do, but I'm ignoring it. 
I'm ignoring it. This is a transparency of disobedience. So I went ahead and got D to the capital. And I'm still training, opportunities to train. But now opportunities to train but requirement of a PMP now. Wow. PMP? Project management professional. That's the certification I should have went for. Because now the Lord the Lord is like, Well, I don't need to tell you. I didn't have to tell you about the opportunities that were coming if you did what I told you to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. Opportunities would have just flowed. Wow. So I got a question too within that. That was your, your thought. So during the time of all this business, you're still operating in ministry as well? Yes. So you're doing both. Yes. It's like a bivocational yes. area. Yes. Did one slow down? Does it seem like God has increased both of those? Like, I'm just curious because it's a bigger picture. We ain't just talking about business. Mm-hmm. You're like, you got all mm-hmm. these things going on at the time. So he make, he, he causes them to fit. Wow. So flexibility is a flexibility. Right. Okay. Right. Go ahead. So. Okay, I'm not. I'm not asking. I'm understand. I need you to understand your value. Opportunities are coming. I don't need to tell you about the opportunities if you just be o- obedient to the requirement of the opportunity. The requirement of the opportunity, understanding your value, and the opportunity that is going to come to increase your value. But you have to be obedient to the requirement. Wow. So the requirement was to take the PMP, which I was qualified to. To take, but I went the other way. Okay. I had been teaching the boot camps. I had the project experience, mm-hmm. the years of experience. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to take the cap. Pass it, no problem. Mm-hmm. He even allowed me to pass it. Okay, yeah, sure, let's pass it. But now these these PMP opportunities, now you can't take advantage of. Mm. Like really, I mean, just one after the other. So whereas I'm teaching. Certified associate in project management, and I'm making 500 a day for a five day boot camp. I'm missing out on making 850 a day, wow. 950 a day, wow. 1000 a day because mm. of my disobedience. Wow. Wow. So, just I just wanted to throw that out there in terms of like what you said mm-hmm. and understanding value. I don't have there's certain things I just don't have to ask for, I just have to be obedient to the requirement. Yeah, that's good. His, his requirements, so now. Mm-hmm. It's years later because I've had, I got the, the Capham in 2015. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking eight years later, new beginning. Organization comes to me and says, yeah, you, yeah, we do great teacher project management. Um, uh, we want to use you as a resource, but, but we need you to get your PMP. How soon can you get it? Wow. Need you to have it before 2020. Yeah. They came to me in October, August of 20 of 2019. As soon as you get it. So okay, I have it by the end of the year. Got it at the end of the year, set it up, or just orchestrated it for me to be able to get it. And the, when I got my score report and walked out of the building, the Lord said, Now you understand value. Because you could have had this eight years ago. Wow. Obedience. Wow. I love it. And you've been growing and teaching. He taught me, the Lord Almighty taught me how to teach project management. Wow. You hear that? You hear that? Come on. Listen, listen, listen. So, no matter where you are, what you're feeling, what you're sensing, what you feel like your disqualification is, 
Like as you're being led, um, God will give you exactly what you need. And you already have it within you, around you, amongst you. God will put those people in places. We just got to get ready to go for it. And we got to elevate it. Larry, I want to ask you one question here. And then I want us to take a field trip where we're going to go, go a little bit higher. Okay? okay. And so the question I want to know, we've heard about the area of ministry. We've at, we've heard about um, business that you have and even a little bit of the area of, of, of some personal things that you've been uh, dealing with as well um, and fear and different things like that. So like. What would you say your it is? Because it has to be at a point in place where that it, where you're doing it mm -hmm. and it's operating. And I love it. Like you're in ministry, but you're also in the marketplace. So what do you feel like? What What is your it? Me is it's true, true to self. True self-awareness. Um, as you share it, I'm, I'm a movie buff. And the movie series that really spoke to me during a time where I did not really understand, where I had the hardest of under, hardest time understanding myself, mm -hmm. was Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, the mythology of the Jedi, the Force, it, it has such spiritual connection. I had the opportunity to teach a Bible study on faith, and actually use this in different. Uh, have I have the privilege of teaching for our Bible college as well. So I've used this this clip. If you go out to YouTube, you can search it, Yoda's speech to Luke. It's a, from Empire Strikes Back. And this was me. I could see myself all in this scene. I'm in an isolated place. Where he's at is called Dagobah. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Swamp, it's dark, it's damp. That's where sometimes that's where we feel like we're in a place of unfamiliarity. I don't know nobody. There's no comforts. There's nothing there. It's just me and this person who I've been told can teach me about me. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning how to use this inner, I'm learning how to use it. Mm -hmm. And something that's familiar to me, my ship now begins to sink in the swamp that I landed in when I first got here. I notice this and I lose all focus. The first thing out of my mouth is that I'll never be able to get it out. Mm. While I'm practicing my it, there's a situation that happens and I lose focus immediately, not realizing that my it allows me to deal with what just happened. So you're saying your it is self-awareness. So... Do you feel like so? Because this may be new to some people pertaining to the area of that self awareness. So, how is that self awareness? Con well, it's clear for me in the area of ministry, right? Mm -hmm. you, you teach and train people and deal with the area of self awareness, and right. you teach and you preach, and you come from that posture, that area of self awareness, so forth and so on, right? Um, self awareness, you can help your wife with self awareness, you can help your kids, your grandkids, everybody with the area of self awareness and moving forward. But how does that fit into what you do as a profession of business? How does self-awareness come into computers and training and all those things? Because there's a truth to what you teach. Okay. And if you don't understand who you are, you won't be impacted by that truth. Mm. Right? Okay. Word tells us, if we could just go to just just point scripture out just for a second, that in Hebrews 4 and 12, 
that the word pierces the divine son of soul and spirit, mm. even to the very joint and marrow of the bone. That's one translation. It's a discerner of the thoughts. And it, one translation said, is it exposes? Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to be in a place of truth that always exposes you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that self-awareness, true, accurate self-awareness and understanding. So we, if you know your value, then you understand yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that was just a big thing for me because of how, for me, because of how I came into this world. I was never really told the truth about myself until I was 17. Mm -hmm. And then it was told to me in such a way that it almost felt like something was still missing. That all that time that no one had the courage to tell me who I was. So it was always a big deal to me to understand who I was. And I think that connection with value as well. Okay. That's why I re- uh, the, the Empire Strikes Vaccine means so much to me mm-hmm. is because he's in a place being trained by someone who knows who he really is, okay. but they won't tell him. Okay. Hold on. So, yeah, I don't know how deep you want to go with this because I want to go on the area of a journey, but you, you're like alluding to being young or not knowing who you are, somebody not telling you who you are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a miss for me. Well, okay. It's a miss for us in that area. So. What are, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, how I was born, okay, was not the conventional way. Okay, my mother was molested by her stepfather at the age of fourteen, yeah. which produced me. So, to be told, "Well, this is you," mm. that's uncomfortable, and I had anger towards those people for years. Mm-hmm. which I used as a crutch in my identity crisis and dysfunction mm-hmm. because I'm an innocent mm-hmm. yet who I am is not so much a secret mm-hmm. but it's ugly mm. it's ugly mm. I mean how do you tell somebody well this man who's supposed to be your grandfather is actually your father mm. You, your mom wasn't married when she had you. She was actually molested mm. when she had you. And she raised you in anger mm. because of what was done to her. Wow. So wow. there wasn't, oh, this is my son. Yeah, so yeah. proud of him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, he's going, I'm going to minister to him. I'm going to speak. No, I hate you. Because yeah. you, you remind me of what was done to me. Wow. 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 Well, one, thank you for sharing that um, and being transparent within that that level. Um, and maybe somebody watching can identify with that very thing, that place, which makes sense to me now, right? Where you're talking about self-awareness yeah, and you're talking about fears and rejection and different things like that as a part of not by the way of, I don't define you by the way you came into this world, right? Because we're not just the by there. That's just, that's the vehicle that 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 God is here right. for being here at this place of seeing w- who you are and where God um, has taken you from that place, right? And how He's blessed you and increased you with 
family and children who have come into the world by a way that was not repeated by the area of the way that you came in, right? Yeah. So that awareness of self, I do see, I see how that thing strings together to the area of ministry and a prophetic of who you are and how you have to infuse that. I also see it in a unique way within training now that you're saying that, right? Because even dealing with the area of computers and programming and different things like that, the world is programming people pertaining to different things. And so if you come on the scene, can make them aware of the device, can make them aware, <coughs> excuse me, of the situation, the truth of it, not just what the culture is saying, not just what uh, the platforms are saying, but you've been trained, you've been through this process to come to be aware of the system, how all things are working together when you're identifying the area of value in that particular situation. So something that may have started off as being a story that seemed to be dark, where God just shined light on you and your being and who you are and has elevated you through your it to now being able to operate and see and, and have family and have everything that you have and not just have it, have it in abundance. I mean, you're a blessed man. I ain't getting to all that other stuff. We can we bring you back for that stuff. But you are a blessed man here who has realized all you've come from and identifying that it and then elevating it, man. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for all that. Look, I have a question I want to ask. I want us to hop in the vehicle and journey somewhere. So if you're good with that, we can go a little bit deeper pertaining to this, but I want to do something unique that hit my heart and my mind that represents like who you are, how you operate, yeah. and then ask you something to go a little bit deeper and then we can come back here into the studio. Is that cool? Awesome. Let's do it. Cool. All right, so we're here for a specific reason. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a part of the podcast that uh, I call Elevate in Your Element. Elevate in Your Element. Elevate in Your Element. Wow. And so as we're here, I thought specifically about who you are. Okay. And how you operate. And if you will go with me, I'm going to show you a couple of things. All right. Okay. So if we look over here, there is a church. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So the pastor in you, the, the prophet in you, the ministry aspect of who you are is represented here. Okay. If we look this way, we see that there is the highway. Because also the entrepreneur in you requires you to train and to travel. And so oftentimes you're, you're traveling, yeah. right? And you're training in there. And then over here, I love this one. This is where we can get lost at, right? Ooh. Here's a body of water. And this made me think about the element of flow that you operate from. Okay. And so all the other areas and aspects of your life, when you're talking about you know, personal life. You're talking about the spiritual component of how you deal with and do. And pe people don't know you like I know, but I know that water is also very important to you of how God deals with you as well. For so sure, for sure. I wanted to come here at this particular spot and place for you to elevate in your element to ask you this question. Okay. Like, can you share a moment in your life that was very pivotal for you, right? I'm talking about far as ministry, mm -hmm. like far as uh, the business side or even an area of flow that was related to, 
to fear. Yeah. And and pretty much how you were able to overcome that. That's a that's a ooh, that's an awesome question. And I appreciate you asking me that and being here with you. Um, how you just tie everything together is just phenomenal. A pivotal moment, I think there's so many because of just what I've shared with you about my life and how I've come into this world um, has been very, very challenging for me. There's been a lot of overcoming at different moments. If, if I was to just grab one moment in time, I would have to say it was the day my prophetic mentor laid his mantle on me. Mm. Mantle? In, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, what's a mantle? So, so in terms of his prophetic anointing, his prophetic spirit. Okay. Uh, at that moment in my life, okay. I was challenged with the dysfunction and identity crisis of myself. Okay. So who I was was unclear to me, and yet being having this particular anointing placed on my life, mm -hmm. the, the spirit of this prophetic uh, individual who was very instrumental in helping me clear up some of that identity crisis um, was, was a very captivate, captivating moment because it happened during the course of prayer and, and impartation in, in his private home. And after that moment, I could sense that there was a calling that I didn't want to accept. Mm. In other words, what do you do when God gives you something that you didn't ask him for? Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for this. Okay. Wasn't praying for this anointing. I wasn't praying for his spirit. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't doing an Elisha. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, I didn't even want to be seen as an Elisha. Okay. I just wanted the pain of the rejection that I experienced being born and growing up. I wanted the pain of dysfunction. I just wanted that to cease. Okay. So where did fear come in? Man? The fear came in at the moment. After that moment, and he began to minister to me about, about that moment and what happened, I knew that I was going to be asked to do something that I knew I didn't have the capability mm -hmm. of doing. So God gave me something mm -hmm. in the midst of my dysfunction and my incapability. Mm -hmm. And then through that taught me how to become functional and capable all at the same time. Okay. The fear in that, the fear was to embrace that, mm -hmm. to really, and, and I have to say, <laughs> not in, in the sense of the, 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 the vernacular, it wasn't easy or was hard. I just didn't want to do it. Okay. So what was it? So was it your, not you, not your, uh, inability, was that also connected to what I like to say your want to, or <sighs> think of it this way. Okay. Let's, let's use, let's use a, let's use a movie analogy. Uh-huh. I'm in the kitchen. Okay. And I've just been asked about the new job. Okay. Uh, let's replace Dorothy with me. Okay. Wizard of Oz? Wiz Wizard of Oz, okay. the Wiz. Okay. Are, are you gonna take the new job? Okay. No, I like doing what I'm doing. I don't want the new job. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't I don't want this. I want to stay here where it's comfortable, where it's familiar. I want to stay hidden okay. because I don't want to deal with the rejection. 
I don't want to deal with the failure that may happen. I don't want to deal with the mistakes. I've already made mistakes. I've already failed. Yeah. Just let me hide in the corner. Just let me stay here with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, we, we I, you know, it, it's, it's good. Yeah. Why did you put this on me? Why did you give me this? Mm -hmm. Why did you, why did, why did, why did you put this on the, I, I don't, I don't need this. I don't want this. Yeah. I didn't ask for this. Yeah. Lord, I did not ask for this. Being afraid what you know you can do, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you don't want to do it. Wow. So I got to go to this point. Okay. And then we can start heading back to the area of the studio, right? Because you're saying something and um, not only is it ministering, speaking and encouraging me, but I, th I think if, 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 if y'all heard what I heard, this is, this is about to go into a whole different realm, right? The fact you're talking about remaining, desiring to remain hidden, hidden due to a fear of rejection. Like how many people are in that time and place where they know they have that it, that inner tugging, that passion, maybe a mantle from what you explain is, is on them. Look, this is a desire to do, right? This is what I desire to go ahead and do, but I, re I prefer to remain hidden, right? Because people talk about favor. They talk about this. They talk about that, but, but all, fa all favor don't feel good. And so coming from that area to even say, look, that pivotal moment, like I felt the mantle. I know that there's something that's on me, around me, whatever the case may be that I can go ahead and do. But sometimes you desire to remain hidden because of that area of a fear of rejection. So before we go back to the studio, we got to know. Give me at least a step or two or something that you did to help you overcome that fear because somebody's there right now. They know this is big. They know that this is going to change lives. They know that this is what they're assigned, they're called, what they got to do it and do. But they were, I, I, I need to, I, I'd rather be hidden okay. than face this level of rejection. How do I move forward? How do I overcome this? So the first thing, I think the easy thing, the easy answer. Easy. The easy answer uh -huh. is I must, I must have a willingness to surrender to his will. Okay. Now. That sounds good. So when he says to the disciples, if anyone's going to follow after me, they must first deny themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. To deny myself means that I must be willing to deny the desire to stay hidden. That I must accept the fact that I have to be out there. Mm -hmm. And that being out there is not even about being easy, about being hard. It's just being present. Mm -hmm. Just be present okay? because I don't have to fight to do something that I've already been given the ability to do. I don't have to fight to do it. Yeah. I just have to do it. Just do it. But I have to get over the fact that I, I just, can I do this without being exposed? Mm -hmm. Can I do this without having to deal with the bravado and the pomp and circumstance? Mm -hmm. Can I do this without having, can I just be in the background? Can I just don't want to be out there. I don't really don't want to be on the stage. I remember, I'm going to say this. I remember in, in my private prayer time when the Lord said to me, because there was a part of me, and I have to be transparent in this, there was a part of me that if I'm going to do this, can I do it like everybody else is doing it? And I can just fit in. The Lord's like, no, it's not. It's not what I placed on you. I placed on, I placed on you a kind of a spotlight 
that's that you're going to find difficult to handle because it doesn't look like everybody else. Wow. So if the musician, if the musician plays, the musician is not playing because they got to play. They're playing because they sense the anointing, mm -hmm. the desire to play. And, and just to, just to use that kind of mm -hmm. pixel of our, of our structure. So you're not going to be one of those that tunes up. You know, that's not you. Mm -hmm. You're going to stand flat footed and you're going to deliver in a way that's never been delivered before. So, yeah, there is a sense of rejection that's got to be a part of that because I don't want you to be like everybody else. Mm. So the willingness to accept how he wants it to be done. Mm -hmm. yeah. am, I, am I? Yeah. So willingness to accept. So, so the willingness mm -hmm. to submit to how he wants it to be done mm -hmm. and then just be present in that. Yeah. I don't have to fight to be present because he's already given me the ability to be present. So I have to accept the way that he wants it to be done. That has been difficult mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. because when he reveals how he wants it to be done and it looks different than how everybody else is doing it, that's where fear tries to say, see, mm -hmm. see, if you get out there, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. If you do it this way, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's been like that. Mm -hmm. But yet he has shown me the impact that I've had mm -hmm. in doing it the way that he wants it to be done. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I hope I'm answering the question. No, you are. I think that's good. And you guys uh, pouring out and pull out those points. He said so much pertaining to uh, what it is that uh, we need. So if you, if you are at that moment, if you are at that place at that time where you're at that place, like, I know I have something. I know what my, my it is. I understand that. Like, I understand what my purpose is. And I just I've been a little nervous to kind of go forward pertaining to that because of what um, Larry has been talking about, that area of wanting to be hidden because of a fear of the area of rejection. He's like, you got to know what God wants for you and, and, and understand that and be good with that, making sure I'm, I'm quoting mm -hmm. you correctly. Mm -hmm. And then also be willing to be who he created you to be. Let me, let me throw this in this one while, you, while you're wrapping up and summarizing. From a job standpoint, because you showed the church, you showed the yes. entrepreneurial piece, and you showed just the even personal flow. Mm -hmm. I remember as a senior instructor, now I'm a senior instructor, mm -hmm. three years in, senior instructor, training manager comes to me, this little, this thick manual, Microsoft Project, hands me the manual, says, you're a senior instructor now, I got to replace the instructor that I lost. There's other senior instructors, but he came to me. Mm -hmm. I'm holding this manual and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, I don't even want this problem. Hmm. I'm comfortable teaching Excel, PowerPoint, Access, doing little things. I'm comfortable, mm -hmm. right, with those things that seem easy. Mm -hmm. But now Joseph has to go to the pit and give up his coat of many colors to now go to Potiphar's house and wear something completely different. Good. Good. So now I'm moving. I got to move on to something different, which means I got to give up my cloak of many colors and take on another garment. I got to take on something new. It's fearful. I'm in a place I have no idea. This is unfamiliar. Now, one of the top project management professional trainers. Awesome. I hold both certifications. Awesome. But, but I had to accept. Yeah. I had to be willing to go into a place that God had already orchestrated for me to walk into. Right. All I had to do was just be present in that place. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think that's good for now. Okay. Let's get back into the studio and let's go to a different level. Okay. Cool? Yeah. All right. Let's do that.
Well, I mean, thank you for for for, for journeying. You yeah, know, that was that, great, man. That, that, that was that, awesome. That journey that um, was beautiful out there, well, man. We could we could have sat by the lake. <laughs> we, we could, we could, we could. But 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 I mean, we're here. So, um, what what do you want to leave us with? Like what? Like there's somebody who can identify with your story. Yeah. Maybe in the area of ministry and in business, or maybe feel like they need to pick one or the other. Maybe somebody's been dealing with the area of the fear that yeah. we've been talking about, and 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 in those pivotal moments, maybe they didn't have or don't have that mentor. Maybe they don't hear God again. So much you said and left us with, right? Um, I just want to know what's in your heart, your mind, your spirit that you can release and leave with the elevated family yeah. that we can take with us. Um, throughout the rest of our week. Well, first of all, I want to say, brother, um, um, I appreciate you asking me to be here. Um, I, I was there was no hesitation on my on my part because of the trust that we have as brothers. Um, when you asked me, did you want to have you know set of questions or things like that? You know, I, I get that kind of environment. You know, you want to protect what you talk about, but. Um, that's not this. This form is not about that. The form is really about ele- if we're drawn, talking about elevating the it. Then sometimes that it may take us in a place that is uncomfortable. Mm. Um, if I had anything to share, there's so much. Just because um, you, we really had a good discussion, and and I truly hope that. Um, those that will listen to this um, and will allow it to uh, uh, to go throughout their 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 being that that it will break their alabaster box. And uh, what is that? Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm 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 thinking uh, in this situation where Jesus showed up at Simon's house. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman of the street. Mm-hmm prostitute okay who goes home and gets a jar or alabaster jar of expensive perfume mm-hmm. she got money but how she got her money we yeah. would not really agree right, right, with right right but she hears that Jesus is in a specific place she takes her jar and she goes in the house mm-hmm. now we know we know Simon is a Pharisee Whoa. But it's common in that tradition that when there's a guest that people will come and hear what the guest has to say. She goes straight to Jesus, begins to kneel, cry all over his feet, wipe his feet with her hair, breaks open the jar, anoints it. And Simon whispers within himself and said, if he he must not be a prophet, because if he knew who this woman was, yeah, he wouldn't allow her to touch him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says some things just to, to complete the story, but make the connection here. He says, I came in. You didn't even give me the customary greeting. You didn't give me no water for my feet. You didn't give me no oil for my head. Mm. Since I've been here, this is what she has been constantly doing. Imagine overcoming the fear of what people think you are. Mm. To get to a place that you know will bless you. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to. That's why if, if it's anything I leave is to to overcome your fear to get to the place, the inner 
tugging, mm-hmm. to allow that place of inner tugging to elevate you to the place that it will bless you. Mm. To, to get past what people may know about you, what they think they know about you, what they may actually know about you, mm-hmm. to overcome that fear. Yeah. The fear of what the mistakes that you've allowed to haunt you, mm-hmm. the failures that you've allowed to haunt you, to overcome that fear. Yeah. And to take the expensive thing. She took her it. Yeah. The expensive thing. The the the, the story points out in the Bible that it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And she poured it on his feet to anoint him, to show worship, to show respect. Mm-hmm. But she, in order to do that very act, she had to be willing to abandon her fear. Wow. In order to get to a place of blessing, to really elevate your it, you have to be willing to overcome your fear. Wow. wow. You got to be willing to put aside everything that you think about yourself, which you may even have believed about yourself, what may be even true about yourself. And trust me when I tell you, I've laid out just a small portion mm-hmm. of me, mm-hmm. but I think the portion that we laid out was the right kind of portion to lay out to help individuals understand. Yeah. When you talk about understanding your value, yeah. when you're talking about getting over over your own fear, right? talking about dealing with rejection, which exacerbated fear, Yeah. coming into the world the way that I did and having to deal with that, having that having to just break my own yoke about my own neck, mm-hmm. overcoming that. Yeah. And you may say, well, where do I start? I think it's not so much aware. And if you really need aware, it's you. It's to look in the mirror and tell yourself you are capable of doing this. Wow. Love it. If that's where, if you just want a specific where to begin, mm-hmm. it's always with you. Yeah. Because everything around you is designed, the obstacle course is designed to condition you to get to the finish line. Yeah. That's its only objective. Yeah. It will not move. Yeah. It's there <clears throat> to condition you. Love it. Start with yourself. I love it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, For me, uh, it's when you feel, when you're feeling led to do something you've never done, Yeah, embrace the unknown and do it afraid. So can I break that down? Yeah, please. All right. I want to break that down in our last segment that we call now five on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know I said before 15, but. We decided to elevate it mm. <laughs> and expedite it mm. and give you five uh, minutes of power packed uh, word to help you elevate it. So I want to break this down with what we call in our last segment, five on fire. When you're feeling led to do something you've never done, embrace the unknown and do it up. Afraid. We've talked about that area, dealing with 
uh, entrepreneurship, talking about ministry, talking about your inner tugging, the very thing that God is compelling you to do. Look, there is an assignment to go to the other side. And my favorite ancient, ancient text, there's a story where Peter is, uh, is there with his disciples and he's told, look, y'all going to go to the other side of this, right? And so he gets in the boat. That's the assignment. But then along the way, there's a storm and all types of stuff going on. There's fear. They see a figure out there. It's between three and 6 a.m. and the disciples are in the boat and they're saying, look, it's a ghost. That's fear. We've talked about fear. We've dealt with that. But something inside of Peter, his it, something compels Peter that he wants to step out on something in the midst of the darkness. He wants to step out on something that is unknown. He wants to step out on something where there's terror in the midst of that. Maybe you're at a place where you are at a a, a feeling and sensing that there is something on the inside of me and this is my time to go for it. Well, this is your sign. You need to go for it. We want you to know that what you're feeling and what you're experiencing, that as you're being led, as you're being cultivated, that you have to embrace the unknown and do it afraid. You don't have to wait for that feeling to go on and, 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 and disappear, that you can go through the area of that feeling. And I love it. See, in the text, you'll see something unique when you look at Matthew chapter 14 and you look at uh, around this 22nd verse uh, uh, dealing to the 30, 30th verse that the scripture says that there was fear, but there was a, a, a doubt that took place. And I'm paraphrasing this because Peter began to sink because there was a focus on the effects of the wind. The, the focus on the effects of the wind? I mean, how, how many times are we focused on some things that we can't necessarily see, but we feel we can feel it, right? And it keeps us from keeping our eyes focused on the direction, on the tugging, on the compelling, on the aspects of the things that we have to deal with. So we can't just be focused on the effects of the wind. That's where terror is present. Being being, being at that place where, where the evidence of the unseen is driving us to, to, to sink, right? It's that sinking thinking. So the question becomes, well, what do I do? How do I move forward? How do I do what it is that I'm supposed to go ahead and do? And we got to remember that that main point pertaining to this thing is that when we're faith, feeling led to do something that we're never done before, we have to embrace the unknown and do it afraid. Well, how do you do it afraid? How do you embrace the unknown? You got to get out the boat and you got to go for it. You got to have that faith. You got to take a step out. There's another passage that I love in Philippians 4. It talks about fixing your eyes, your mind, fixing your being, fixing all this within. You got to fix your thoughts on things that are of God, you got to fix your thoughts. So fix your mind on things that are pure, that are righteous, that are a good report. Fix your thoughts on those things and not the sinking thinking, not the lower level thinking, not the thinking that keeps you from moving back. How about those steps, those thought process that keeps you moving forward? Somebody type forward in the comment section. Listen, if it has to be, it has to be me. That needs to be somebody's heart, their mind and their declaration. That for me and my house, that for my finances, for our business, for our ministry, it is time for us to move forward 
forward, that we're going to face the unknown. And if there's fear, if there's terror, we're going to do it anyway. As we move forward, we're going to be blessed. As we move forward, even if you sink, it's okay. You have the presence of God within that can help you come out of those situations. Well, what about the storm? Don't worry about it. The storm will cease at the time where you align with the mind of Christ and do what you're supposed to do to get to where you got to go. So beloved, if you're afraid, if you're dealing with the fear, do it anyway. The point is to move forward in the things that God is compelling you to do. You are the head, not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're powerful. You're wonderful. You're great. You're awesome in all that you do. And we're speaking nothing but life and favor and peace upon you as you elevate it. Elevate, elevate it. And we'll see you next episode.